0: It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Unwired, a bare-bones look at the fake news narratives that follow the white rabbit, wherever it may lead.
1: Hello and welcome to Unwired, episode 31, for Wednesday, May 26, 2021. (laughs) You have entered day 429 of the lockdown. Yes, I said 429. Remember Flatten the Curve? Remember just 15 days to stop the spread? Well, how's 429 days to stop the spread wearing on you? Well, thankfully, it's costing the dumbass Governor Gavin Newsom his job. Amen to that. More on that later. I am Jim Pyers and remain under house arrest in the People's Republic of California. Today, I am in the Hidden Jewel compound in an undisclosed bunker under Funkin' Wagnall's porch in FEMA Region 9. That's right. Well, a lot has happened since our last show, a lot of water under the bridge. I'm going to share some highlights, lowlights, and also today I'm introducing a brand new format for the show. And I'll get to this in just a minute. But first, my trusty sidekick, the Enigma himself, lethal Amazon, Costco, Home Depot loving general contractor wannabe, as well as the doctor of all things connectable and trackable, Benjamin Sperling, is participating in a self-induced forced podcast retirement. Yes, he did the unthinkable. He went corporate on us. <laughs> Get a job. You're talking to the kids. That's Richard Pryor, by the way. First and foremost, I want to thank Ben for all of his wisdom, his creativity, and input as we develop the first 30 shows of Unwired together, and it was Ben and I uh, that got together and decided someone out there might find our conversations have some value, might be insightful or amusing, or just to kill some time, but we decided to record those ideas into the Unwired podcast. Uh, It was just an untimely that we chose to start during Armageddon, the end of civilization as we know it, but timing was never... You know, our strong suit. Secondly, I, w- I was forced to make some additive changes to my living quarters, and so I've been shuffling back and forth between home, the hidden jewel, and our flat in Phoenix, Arizona. So my middle, my middle one, uh, that he could attend school on a daily basis and compete in sports. Uh, he's a he's in in high school, a junior. So. And as you know, California schools are still mostly closed, although about 30 days ago, uh, many of the schools opened up for a couple days a week. Um, And most sports were shuttered for more than a year. You know, this impacted um, the kids from 2019, 2020, and it impacted the kids from this year, 2020 and 2021. And um, although just a few, Weeks back, there was a breakthrough caused by a lawsuit of uh, two high school football players and they won. Um, and so my son's former California basketball team was able to play a reduced season with no fans and no preparation, which of course had its own side effects and consequences. But we'll get to more of the our Arizona sports season in maybe some subsequent episodes because there's a lot to talk about there too. And uh, if you want more information about that, just check it out at wiresworld.net slash blog. Um, There's some uh, very good news there about how our experience went in Arizona. It was rough going, but it turned out good. And then so back to California and more on the lawsuit and the two San Diego high school football players. I engaged online with the law firm that um, led that lawsuit and to better understand that argument. And so I, I can maybe shed some light. Um, I'm not giving legal advice, but it was interesting the approach they took. They used the 14th Amendment, the Constitution, and uh, I'm going to later in the show I'm going to go into a little bit of of the argument they made and that and that they were successful with. And because of those two young football players who who sued to play. Uh, the state had to open up, so it's kind of a big deal. And uh, God bless them, and the law firm that. Uh, and I'll I'll have I'll have the name of that law firm and, and, and a link to the article, in the show notes. So you can you can read up on that. But it it was an interesting case, and um, yeah, the Fourteenth Amendment was used. Essentially, what the argument was. See if I explain this properly. Because college and professional sports in the state were allowed to play, then the Fourteenth Amendment was used, saying that you know they were being discriminated uh, against, you know, unnecessarily under the law. why, Why can't the high school kids play if college and professional sports can? can play and uh, the state of California didn't really have a good argument against that because there is none and they lost so guess what sports you know it was, unfortunately the school year was nearly over and so they rushed to get you know some seasons going and a lot of kids were deprived of you know that experience again for the basically for the second year especially all the you know the spring sports were totally lost in 2020. Uh, so it's really ugly situation, unnecessary. and um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into some more of those details later in the show. Um, so you yeah, know, there is hope that even the Communist state of California is opening up. And uh, good news on that front is that uh, Gavin Newsom himself, who did set a date, by the way, that we're opening up, you know, freedom in air quotes, is set to return on June 15th, believe it or not. Of course, you know, Newsom is scrambling to try and save his own neck because he's been officially recalled. Over two million Californians signed a petition uh, to get rid of the French laundry douchebag. Another amen to that. Unfortunately, there is an election, so he's not just booted out. You guys probably who were around like I was in the Gray Davis days, um, he got voted out, and that's what you know led to Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming the governor of California. But uh, unfortunately, he gets to be in the vote and there's some big money behind him. Netflix, uh, Reed Hastings just gave three million dollars to uh, to Gavin Newsom's, you know, to save his nuts uh, campaign, and you know, please cancel Netflix. Uh, you know, and only in California would the clones here vote in such a douchebag two times, but it's very likely to happen. Um, and you you think of the losers we have in california who've completely ruined this you know once great state you know these zombie wenches have been in power like nancy pelosi and feinstein and the rest of them they've been in power here for decades and they get voted in over and over and over and over again so i mean you almost it's almost laughable if it wasn't so uh sad uh, that what's happened to the state that. That the people are dumb enough to keep voting these these folks in. Anyway, um, since the last Unwired podcast, and it's been many months, there have been a few major events that occurred, not just the minor stuff that I'm worried about. So Bo Jiden was installed as the president of the Deep State um, in the most corrupt election since I stuffed the ballot box to win Homecoming King in 78. Uh, Well... Actually, I didn't win, but I do know how Joe Biden feels because I did stuff the ballot box and still lost. Um, you know, President Trump won that election by such a large margin. They actually had to stop the election in the middle of the night just in order to fabricate enough votes to elect a zombie that didn't even campaign. Uh, yet, Bo Jiden is somehow the most popular president ever elected, uh, most votes ever, Um, that's just stunningly impossible, Uh, and nobody believes that who's objective in any way. But that's what happened, so welcome to Corruption 2020. We learned, um, we also learned that uh, the states were forced to open up. Because the you know the public health cult had to back down. Why? Because the obvious control groups like Florida and South Dakota and Missouri and Arkansas and a lot of places who did not go along with the fake scam demic uh, were control groups that would prove, without a shadow of a doubt, that COVID was a scam, and so that forced the hand of the deep state so that they could, you know, they had to backpedal. And you still have states like California who are hanging on for dear life to, you know, to masks and social distancing and closing stuff they don't like, like any small business or church. Uh, But they've really run out of oxygen for this story because it's such bullcrap. And uh, we're going to get into that today because I've got um, I'm going to talk about the new uh, format of the show now that I don't have my my trusty partner Ben and uh, I want to I'm I'm going to maintain the same model which is the uh, value for value model so I need you guys to you know who, who did support the show in the early days uh, continue to support us at you know wiresworld.net/donate Anything that uh, you can offer and help us out with keeps the show going. And uh, I'll be utilizing the new Podcast 2.0 shortly to further protect the show and me from cancellation and deplatforming as I talk about things that will get someone deplatformed from YouTube or Twitter or Book and the rest of it. So anyway, we're going to get into the new show format Um I, I, I've started to enjoy writing a little bit, so I'm going to be doing some long-form posts or blogs kind of thing, and then I'm going to do shows based on those, those stories that I'm writing, um, those blog posts, and I'm going to maybe dabble with some video. Um, right now, I'm just doing audio, but, and, and I, what I'm going to be doing is writing what I'm calling anti-narratives. Well, what is an (laughs) anti-narrative? Well, it's the opposite of a narrative. We as Americans are being inundated by narratives of all shapes and sizes, mostly from the intelligence state, and the intelligence state is running the uh, media. That's why every single person, if if you turn that nonsense on, you basically see someone who at one time was either in the CIA or in the FBI or worked for them or was part of, you know, it's, 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 almost laughable, but anyway, you've got these guys running the media and then big pharma is paying for it, so you, you know, you can't turn on the TV without having to watch ads for dick pills or talking lizards or whatever it is that they're promoting, uh, so. It's, it's pretty sad. So really we've got to find, a, a, you know, media's got to, the, the media outlets are, are going to die and there's got to be a new way, obviously podcasting. I've been listening to podcasts for, you know, a decade and a half. And I think that is, it's starting to finally catch on. So what I want to do today is just give you an example of an anti-narrative um, and you know maybe start by defining it a little more deeply so we're, we're being inundated by these narratives and I would just say simply put it's the narr- nar- these narratives are scripted pre-designed and pre-planned propaganda and the definition of propaganda of course is you know the spreading of ideas information or rumors for the purpose of uh, you know, either aiding, but mostly injuring an institution, a cause, or a person. Uh, it can be used both ways. The main reason for the sudden rise in this propaganda, especially over like the last decade, was the Obama administration did a nice thing for us, which was they uh, rescinded the Smith-Mundt Act. That's Smith-M-U-N-D-T Act. Look it up. It's essentially the act uh, that that made it illegal, the law that made it illegal for the U.S. government to propagandize U.S. citizens in the United States. So, n- notice that uh, very important point. So you'll notice there was a lot of propaganda going on outside of the United States, um, you know, for all these years, but it was you know, not that it wasn't happening in the U.S., but it was technically illegal. So it was much more subtle, let's put it that way. Once that law was gone and it wasn't illegal, now you've seen the explosion by the intelligence state uh, of, of, of the propaganda. So I'm going to try to do some anti-narratives, uh, which shine some light on this propaganda. Uh, And the one I'm gonna start with today is Fauci is an expert. So you guys probably are sick of that name, Tony Fauci, Uh, need to wear two masks. Uh, Tony Fauci has single-handedly, by anointment of some magic wand in the cult of public health, He's destroyed millions of lives and businesses, and even the president of the United States. Uh, President Trump was a fool for listening to Fauci and Burks, basically the Laurel and Hardy of virology. And it's not the first time that uh, Fauci has played the role of the public health goon. Um, This is well documented. He did the same thing during the AIDS epidemic. And he is credited with causing the deaths of over 2 million gay men for hiding an effective treatment in order to sell his patented drug AZT. I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but there are credible sources available detailing Fauci's role in that tragic fiasco. And I will put those links in the show notes and you know you can read all about it and make, come to your own conclusions. Uh, however... Let's talk about you know so HIV and AIDS aside, uh, there's plenty of ammo there. But let's talk about Fauci's pandemic expertise. So what he did to us in 2020, essentially, with a lot of help, uh, he wasn't alone. But let's let's start with um, I'm going to play. I'm, you're you're going to get an unwired exclusive. Because I'm going to play Fauci's very first meeting with President Trump. And, uh, well, have a listen. It's self explanatory. What if you're wrong? If I'm wrong, nothing happens. We go to jail peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. But if I'm right, and we can stop this thing, Plenty, you
2: will have saved the lives of
1: <laughs> yep, I think that's the, well, maybe that wasn't Fauci and President Trump, but it pretty much went just like that uh, had we been in the room when when they first met. And um, the funny thing is, and, and the sad thing is, you know, President Trump actually listened to Fauci. He took his advice this was very bad, bad advice from someone with a very uh, clear agenda, and it was funny because this Fauci's uh, advice to President Trump was used against him, though somehow the the you know the messenger had, had, didn't do anything wrong. So. Trump listened to his expert, quote unquote, but that was used against him. And, and here's how it was used against him. Check this out. Uh, we're going to listen to, you know, we're going to listen to Biden on Fauci listening to Trump.
0: They've been behind the curve from the very beginning, the very beginning. This is not a major threat. This is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. And he came up with all these these cockamamie notions that, you know, this is going to go away. It's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Be more concerned about influenza. He praised the transparency of the Chinese government. What's so really a big difference with the Chinese this, this time now, they look like they're being quite transparent. His flip-flopping on social distancing and wearing masks. People should not be walking around with masks.
2: Don't worry about the coronavirus, he says. When the warm weather comes, things are going to get better.
0: (laughs) We are hoping, though it may not happen, that we will see that impact of warmer weather. What'd he tell us? It will go away in the warm weather. I think we might get a respite with the weather.
2: One thing I'm most concerned about, Whoopi, is misinformation. Listen to the scientists.
1: Hey, I was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. So there's Biden basically hammering Trump. Uh who was simply and, and you can you know, you can find these clips all over the place. He was simply repeating what Fauci was telling him. And and that was that became crystal clear and that was that turned out to be his undoing in fact. So um yeah, that's it's hilarious and pathetic, all in the same breath. So, um, I, I think I'm gonna play this next clip from now on on every show. And you heard a little bit of it on uh, dur- during that little uh, repertoire there. But uh, listen, listen to uh, let's let's listen to Fauci because he is the expert. Let's listen to Fauci. This is in March of 2020, right at the beginning of the nonsense. Here we go. Right now in the United States,
0: people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking, there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet BUT IT'S NOT PROVIDING THE PERFECT PROTECTION THAT PEOPLE THINK THAT IT IS. AND OFTEN THERE ARE UNINTENDED CONSEQUENCES. PEOPLE KEEP FIDDLING WITH THE MASK AND THEY KEEP TOUCHING THEIR FACE. AND CAN YOU GET SOME SCHMUTZ SORT OF STAYING Uh, uh, INSIDE uh, uh, THERE? OF COURSE. OF COURSE. BUT WHEN YOU THINK MASKS, YOU SHOULD THINK OF healthcare PROVIDERS NEEDING THEM AND PEOPLE WHO ARE ILL.
1: WHEN YOU THINK MASKS, YOU SHOULD WEAR TWO MASKS BECAUSE, WELL, TWO MASKS IS BETTER THAN ONE MASK. Well, why not wear three masks? So this is Fauci, who contradicted himself pretty much every step of the way, and but he was anointed somehow the expert. He's the expert. We have to listen to Fauci, who was uh, yeah his expertise was basically passing the buck and you know lying to to America over and over again, but he got away with it. He survived. Uh, Bo Jiden kept, kept him on, which tells you everything you need to know. Uh, so let's, let's talk about Fauci's expertise. Um, I'm going to play out a, a few more clips for you from a man who's unfortunately deceased. But he knew Fauci well. And I want, to, I want you to play c- close attention to what this man says about Fauci. Uh, this man is his name is Kerry Mullis, and actually he plays in Absentia an incredibly important role in how the scam Demic was perpetrated. No, not not because of him, but uh, because of something he invented. So let's have a listen, and then I'll explain a little more about Kerry Mullis and uh, his involvement. So here's. Here's the first clip, Kerry uh, Mollis on Fauci. Have a listen. What is it what, what is it about humanity
2: that, 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 that wants to go to all the details and stuff and listen? You know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope. And if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine, and he, does, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. You know, Those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people that pay his salary and lie directly into the camera.
1: You can't expect the sheep. (laughs) Okay. So, there's a lot to, uh, to analyze there. So, first of all, he said Fauci doesn't know anything about anything. And he would say it to his face. And I'm guessing he did at some point. Uh, he, they did, uh, they did some. There were some efforts to discredit Carrie Mullis, but they were pretty weak. Uh, the reason for that was, let me tell you a little bit about Carrie Mullis. Um, and you can look on Wikipedia uh, for Carrie uh, Mollis, Doctor Carrie Mullis, by the way, and. Um, he, he was a, a well-known biochemist, he's American, and he is responsible for the invention of the polymerase chain reaction. Well, what the heck is that, you say? That's the thing you hear about over and over again, which is the PCR, polymerase chain reaction, uh, technique. And this technique, uh, he shared in the 1993 Nobel Prize in Chemistry with Michael Smith. Uh, they partnered up on that. And basically, his invention, you know, uh, is, a, is, a, is a very central process in, you know, life science, biochemistry, biology, molecular biology. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was rewarded accordingly. Now, so, so this isn't just anybody uh, saying, fraud, you know, Fauci's um, a liar, which is, which is another quote at the end of that uh, clip. Basically, he says, um, you know, Fauci, Fauci's a liar. He'll stand right up and lie straight to your face. So we we know that I mean he's there, there's plenty of audio and video of Fauci playing playing up lying. I mean you just heard the mask thing. I mean there there's plenty of video and audio of him talking about how you got to wear masks and got to have a mask. So anyway that it, it's a shame more people don't catch on to that. A lot of people still follow this clown. Uh, but now we're going to go a little deeper because we're going to talk about, you know, I mentioned that the scamdemic was perpetrated and what did Kerry Mullis have to do with it? And I also want to note how unfortunate it was that it was that he passed away just before all this started, conveniently. Now... I'm not making any claims there but it, it was odd um, the timing of his passing and he, he, he was not young. he was uh, he passed away at 74 so I mean I, w- I wouldn't call him old but obviously he wasn't young either and um, uh, in the Wikipedia anyway which you know you can take that with a big grain of salt it says he passed away of you know pneumonia. Uh, so it's August 2019, which is very uh, convenient for Fragi. But let's, let's listen to Carrie Mullis talk about what's the PCR test. What, I, I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. What is the PCR technique for and what isn't it for? Because this, this will shed some light on how the COVID scam was executed, and it was it was done well. But I'll I'll explain exactly how they did it. So let's listen to Kerry Mullis talk about the PCR test. He's the inventor of it. Don't forget. So here's Kerry Mullis.
2: If you, if you can say, if, if, if they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, in the PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody that starts making you believe in the sort of previous notion that everything contained and everything else, right? I mean, if you can mo- amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay. So that could be thought of as a misuse of it, just to, c- to claim that it's meaning. It is. That th- there's very little of what they call HIV and what's been brought out here by Phil Pot and, and, and Isai The measurement for it is not is not exact at all. It's not, it's not as good as our measurement for things like apples. An apple is an apple. You know, you can get something that's kind of like you got enough things that look kind of like an apple, and you stick them all together, you might think it's an apple, but and, and HIV is like that. Those tests are all based on things that are invisible, and they are, the results are inferred, you see. PCR is separate from that. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. Okay. Also, it's not, it doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like
1: that. Okay. <laughs> Now, it doesn't tell you that you're sick. What? It doesn't tell you that you've got a virus. What? This is important. So what did he say? So let's unpack a lot of that for, for dummies like me, for, for laymen out there who, you know, aren't uh, biologists, molecular biologists by training. So let's just say, what and what Carrie said there was, first of all, the technique of PCR is the amplification of molecules. You can make, and I'm going to try to use his words, you can take some stuff and make more of that stuff. That's what it does, right? So real simple terms. Uh, it amplifies... Um, the molecules, the the RNA, DNA that you that you're trying to create more of. This is very commonly used in uh, labs, so life science labs, uh, labs that are t- looking for new molecules. You know the drug companies. So in these uh, in these laboratories, this is used so that you can take a small amount of material and then you know put it in those little test tubes a thousand times, so you can run tests. On that same and uh, uh, those same molecules over and over again, so it's it's a way to amplify something and make copies of it. Um, there's there's a lot of ways to think of it, but you know, I I like the old. Uh, if you guys are for the older ones, you know, if you had cassette tapes or VCR tapes and you used to make copies of them, they're not perfect copies. And this is what he's alluding to in the end. They're, they're good enough for, this, uh, for certain kinds of uh, testing and certain kinds of scientific uh, activities. But, but eventually, if you make too many copies, you, you, know, you don't really have the original. And I think what he was suggesting there is the more that you amplify the materials and study it, in fact, the more things you'll find because what he what he was alluding to is at some point you know everything is in everything right you know it's it's kind of this molecular view of the world when you get down to the atomic level well yeah you can, you can find these you know you can find the hydrogen atom in everything if you if you sp- split enough atoms right so it's he's he's saying that PCR on its own it's just a copying technique for these uh, kinds of materials and molecules, and it's not a, it's not a test to find something. And here's how, this is important because this is how they executed the COVID scam with PCR. So, PCR, they, w- when they're uh, running this amplification technique, they they call it cycles, and so they're running so many cycles against the material. Um, essentially to create more and more copies of the material. And what they're, so what they do is they, there's a certain number of cycles that are optimal. And uh, we actually have a good clip from Fauci himself saying that over 40 cycles, uh, you, you can't believe the, the data or the information that you're getting. And uh, actually, it's even lower. I think he was saying between like 30, six and 40 cycles. You, you, it, once you get a, get a beyond that, it's, and I'll see if I can find that and bring it up. But it's essentially what happens is is you know this information is not no longer helpful. And this is how they convinced everyone that they had COVID, which was. They set the cycles on these tests really high and what's what's interesting about this is you can do this because this is like a policy thing so so the the testers and the people providing these test quote unquote kits and you just heard it from the inventor, uh, PCR is not a test, it's a technique. You can, by essentially, you can perpetrate this fraud without involving the testers, right? So this doesn't, you know, all they're doing is running the test, and some, you know, the CDC or World Health Organization or the local public health uh, body is setting those standards, right? Which is saying, okay, we need 40 cycles for, or 36 cycles or 30 cycles or whatever it's going to be. And they're just executing the test. Well, if you listen to Kerry Mullis, basically what he's saying is, of course, you're going to find some of this material because, because everything is there, right? And uh, in, in, this, uh, in, in the tested material, eventually, if you keep copying it, you're going to find whatever you want to find and this is what they did and so and then so how do you how do you get out of that well you dial back the cycles and if you look this up you can see states that begin dialing back the cycles uh, intentionally basically to cover up this fraud so the fraud was test everybody get the cases really high get everyone panicked Of course nobody's really dying from this and then once once you once you've implemented your plan which you know one of them was to get rid of Trump uh, which they successfully did then the you know then you can start to dial this stuff back and uh, you know make everybody wear masks and you know th- this was all just fear porn to keep everybody uh, frightened and shut up and locked in their house and uh, then you know you can't get out and vote can't get out and Uh, see your friends or talk about these things or learn anything about what's going on and and to 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 see that uh, this this whole thing was a fraud right so that's how they did it that's how the tests are explained and that was they were able to drive up the test cases remember when this all started it was deaths everybody's dying you know you had John Hopkins and all these websites were counting the dead. But but when, when they ran out of flu victims, because that's what they used, when they ran out of common cold and flu victims, so fat, old, sick people with bad immune systems who die every year from these kinds of uh, flus and common colds, when they ran out of those people, uh, that's when you saw it then the change the tactic well no more was about deaths then it became about cases right and uh, and then after cases it became about test results you tested positive so cases and test results and deaths they were conflated to make everybody afraid and this is this is how they executed the scam demic. This is what fraud she's an expert, expert at is this kind of uh, is this kind of fraud. And this is what this is what they did with HIV, and this is what they did this time with with whatever uh, the coronavirus uh, that they cooked up is. Remember, coronavirus, they've been around and, and known for, for many, many, many years. Coronavirus is, associated with the common cold so they just took something uh, they made a frightening picture the coronavirus doesn't look like that crazy colored thing with all those little horns and a a mean face that's not what the virus looks like that was drawn by an artist to frighten you and um, the whole thing was a basically a marketing campaign Uh, to, to make everyone afraid and then to make everyone take their drug. And that's, it's what, it's really, that's, it's as simple as that. And, uh, probably mostly to get rid of Trump who, you know, wrecked their plans for, you know, a one world government. And that's, that's where this all leads to. And we're going to go down that rabbit hole, uh, and those uh, conspiracy theories <laughs> during uh, during the next uh, the next shows. But I wanted to start with with Fauci because he's particularly demonic in what he's done and his history. And um, uh, yeah, I, there's not many people that I wish ill will on. He certainly is up there, uh, you know, pretty high on that list. Um, It's very disgusting, all the lives that he's ruined, all the businesses he's ruined. Um, And it's even scarier to understand that this was done intentionally. It wasn't out of uh, some form of ignorance, like Trump. Trump went along with it, like, like playing the clip from Ghostbusters. You know, Lenny basically played on the politician's you know, opportunity to, to save all those voters. And I'm sure that's what Trump was thinking, was like, hey, you know, if we come up and help everybody and nobody dies from this and we save all these people, man, I'll look great. You know, the typical politician point of view. And uh, that was used against him, right? Uh, so that that political, you know, arrogance really snapped back at him because he was being played like a fiddle by by Fauci and Burks and uh, they knew exactly what they were doing okay well anyway if you found this interesting depressing (laughs) or uh, conspiratorial it was probably all of those things so have a laugh read the show notes and uh, there's there's more details on there uh, please visit wiresworld/ donate if this show provided you any valuable uh, insights or information and just give what you can and what value it provided to you. Um, much appreciated. I'm going to be doing this more and more often now So thanks again to everybody Miss you Ben and uh, we'll see you next time.